I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's June 19th, and this is no ordinary episode of the 10 News. This is the 10 News Gets Extra. Before we get into today's episode, we have a very cool update for you. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, then you learn that today is Juneteenth, a celebration of the ending of slavery. And you learned about Miss Opal Lee and her work to get Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday. Well, Miss Opal could do some extra celebrating today because the U.S. government has voted in both the House and the Senate to make it a federal holiday. It's really important to have the holiday recognized across the country. And thanks, Miss Opal and others for your tireless work to make this happen. Well, thank you very much. Lots of celebrating this weekend with today being Juneteenth and Father's Day happening tomorrow. But did you know that it's also the summer solstice? We've got you covered here on the 10 with super sun science. Put on those shades and let's soak up those rays. June 20th is an amazing astronomical day here on Earth. It's the solstice, which means either the longest day or the shortest day of the year, depending on what part of the planet you're on. Lane Farber from the Nature Nerds podcast is here to tell us more about the science behind the solstice. The sun. We know it. We love it. We need it to survive. Now, you're probably pretty familiar with the sun. You see that great big ball of burning gas in the sky every day. But did you know that for one day a year, the sun hangs around for a little bit longer? That's right. Today, we're talking about the summer solstice. The summer solstice is the day of the year with the longest period of daylight. And guess what? The solstice is almost here. In the Northern Hemisphere, the summer solstice always falls between June 20th and June 22nd. This year, the summer solstice is on June 20th. Now, to understand the science behind the summer solstice, you just have to know some solar system basics. So, let's take a quick crash course on our grand galaxy. Let's start with the star of the show, the sun. This hot burning ball of plasma and gas is the center of attention. All planets rotate around this demanding diva, including Earth. Not to be outdone, the Earth rotates around the sun with a little flare of its own, spinning around while tilted at a 23.5 degree angle. Now, this little tilt makes a big impact. In fact, it's the reason why the summer solstice happens and why we have seasons. A little confused? Let me break it down for you. Close your eyes and imagine you have a blue ball. Okay, now draw an imaginary line around the center of the ball and divide it into two even parts, the top and the bottom. This ball represents Earth. Scientists actually divide our planet into top and bottom halves using an invisible line called the equator. 
These halves are called hemispheres and are known simply as the northern and the southern hemispheres. Now that we're imagining Earth all divided up by the imaginary lines, we can get back to the solstice. Right now, during the warmer months of the year, the northern hemisphere is tilted closest to the sun. And on the day of the solstice, the sun's path across our sky will be at the furthest point north it will ever be from the equator. Because the sun is at this exact spot, the Earth gets its longest amount of daylight. And at the very same time, the southern hemisphere is going to have their winter solstice because the sun's path above us will be at the furthest point south from the equator. Right now, the northern hemisphere is experiencing some of the hottest days of the year, while the southern hemisphere is experiencing some of their coldest. In fact, the June solstice marks the first day of summer for the northern and the first day of winter for the southern. So now we understand why the summer solstice happens, but there's still one big question. Just how many hours of sunlight are we going to get on June 20th? This year, we'll have about 13 hours and 46 minutes of daylight. So make sure to slather on the sunscreen and head outside to enjoy the extra hours of sunlight. Thanks, Lane. You know I'll be enjoying the extra hours of daytime tomorrow. Long sunny days here in the Northern Hemisphere means it's time to protect ourselves from the ultimate summer bummer, sunburns. Burns! Burns us! The best way, of course, is sunscreen, the lotion that smells unmistakably like, well, sunscreen. But what is the science behind how sunscreen protects our skin? We called in Jacob and Olivia Rosenzweig from the Curious Kid podcast to explain the science behind sunscreen skin safety. The summer is approaching, so it won't be long before many of us are spending long days outside enjoying the beautiful weather. Before heading out for a day at the beach or summer camp, don't forget to protect yourself from the danger that lurks outside. Sunny days are awesome, but the amazing sun that provides us with light and warmth can also harm us if we're not prepared. Think about it this way. The sun is so powerful that it is able to give us all that light and warmth from 93 million miles away. If you plan on going outside on a sunny day, don't forget to apply sunscreen to protect your skin from the incredibly powerful sun. Applying sunscreen not only protects us from getting painful sunburns, but also protects us from stuff like wrinkles and sagging skin and even more serious things like certain types of cancer. Applying sunscreen protects your skin from the sun's powerful ultraviolet rays in one of two ways. Some sunscreens, called mineral sunscreens, work by blocking the sun's rays from reaching your skin. Other sunscreens, called chemical sunscreens, work by absorbing the sun's rays before they reach the skin. There are two important things to look out for on a container of sunscreen. First, broad spectrum sunscreens are best because they protect from both UVA rays and UVB rays. UVA rays can lead to things like dark spots and wrinkles. Those are signs of aging. So you could think of the A in UVA standing for the word aging. 
UVB rays cause painful and irritating sunburns. So you can think of the B in UVB standing for the word burn. Both UVA and UVB rays can lead to cancer. And some sunscreens only protect from UVA or UVB and not both. If the label says broad spectrum sunscreen, you know that it will protect you from both UVA and UVB rays. The second thing to look out for is something called an SPF. SPF stands for Sun Protection Factor. It's a number that shows you how strong your sunscreen is. This is how it works. Let's say it is so sunny outside that your skin would burn after being in the sun for just 10 minutes. If you applied sunscreen with an SPF number of 50 on that day, it would help protect your skin for 50 times longer than not wearing any sunscreen at all. So your sunscreen would protect you for 500 minutes. But here's the catch. The SPF number only holds up if you are reapplying the sunscreen about every two hours. And if you are applying enough sunscreen when you do apply it. That's right. Sunscreen gets less effective starting about two hours after application. So it should be reapplied every two hours or so to maximize protection. Also, it's important to apply enough sunscreen. For the average person, that works out to be about a golf ball size amount of sunscreen. If you are applying a spray sunscreen, it's important to spray it evenly over the exposed skin until the skin glistens from the sunscreen. There is also a best time to apply sunscreen, which is about 30 minutes before exposure to the sun and then about every two to three hours thereafter. Using the right sunscreen and applying it correctly will go a long way in making sure that your summer is not only so much fun, but also safe. Have a great summer, everyone. We hope you all enjoy having fun in the sun. Stay safe out there, tenors, and rock that SPF. Up next, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Summer solstice celebrations are held around the world to celebrate the sunniest day of the year. One ancient site is particularly famous for its festival. Which one is it? Is it A, the Great Pyramid of Giza, B, Stonehenge, or C, the Roman Colosseum? Did you guess it? The answer is... B. Stonehenge. Every year, thousands of people gather to witness the summer solstice at this 4,500-year-old circle of huge ancient stones, some of which weigh 25 tons. When the sun rises on the solstice, its path across the sky aligns with the stones in the monument. Experts aren't 100% sure if Stonehenge was created to showcase this astronomical phenomenon intentionally or not. But one theory is that the entire site was an ancient calendar. And archaeologists do know the place has been the host of parties for thousands of years, and the solstice celebrations of today continue that tradition. This year, because of the pandemic, there'll be precautions in place. The sunrise will also be live-streamed so everyone around the globe can witness this incredible event. Time's up. 
Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts. It is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is out slathering on sunblock and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Andrew Hall, Jenna Pasqua, and Sarah Olander. Lane Farber and Jacob and Olivia Rosenzweig contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Happy Juneteenth, Father's Day Summer Solstice. Yes!